I've been waiting 23 years to say that. Everyone on the podcast has an STD, except for me. So by process of elimination, you can figure out just who that might be. It's Justin. Justin has an STD. I'm sorry. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> oh, nothing like a blatant ninja sex party ripoff to start the show. This is the FBI's most unwanted, and I'm Matt. And I'm STD not. No, S- just, not I STD should clear that up. Yeah. Justin doesn't uh, yeah. really. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, I don't get it. He probably shouldn't. He's never even had really sex, with, sex a with a woman. <laughs> Okay, um, so today we're going to talk about <clears throat> Season 3, Episode 7. It is titled The Walk. It's directed by Rob Bowman and written by John Shiban. Great name there. Uh, originally aired November 10th, 1995. And it's got um, some guest stars who I didn't recognize at all um, i don't think anyone i, I don't recognize anyone except in this. for the dude that plays roach uh his name is willie garson and he is just a character actor that i recognize from being in quite a bit of stuff although to me uh most recognizably he'll always be uh leonard spinelli from boy meets world <laughs> Uh, he was only in a oh couple, man. He was only in a couple episodes, but he was the assistant manager at the grocery store where uh, Corey's dad worked. It's funny you should talk about Boy Meets World, but I don't know if I want to get into that whole little controversy thing that's happening right now. <laughs> oh, with uh, Topanga's husband who found the yeah, and the yeah, the shrimp tails and the cinnamon toast crunch. crunch. Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> weird as hell it's very weird <laughs> but i saw a hilarious uh meme earlier of young cory and topanga it's like so you're gonna go out with this other guy yeah well i'm just gonna have to put shrimp and tails in his cereal what nothing <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh the walk uh i don't have a lot of behind the scenes info on this one um uh, john shaban he was inspired by a 1950 movie called the men about a world war ii lieutenant um who is seriously injured in combat and can't use his legs and wants nothing more to w- than to walk again um let's see uh a lot of the effects were almost not completed on time because they required some post-production work uh, especially the shot where the kid is buried in sand. We'll get to that, uh, where the guy kind of bursts out of the sand. Yeah. And also the, the drowning scene. 
Uh, and also in the show, the episode's climax, where Rappo is throwing around, well, I just gave it part of it away, but everybody listening. Spoiler! Spoiler! <laughs> Where the apparition is throwing Callahan and Mulder around the room, they created that using a device called an air ram, which is a pneumatic device that catapults stunt performers through the air using, like, compressed air. Okay. Yeah, so basically it just is like, and it just catapults. I think it's basically actually sort of the same idea that they used to they that is the device i think that's how they catapulted the uh big tractor trailer to flip over in the dark night is by that sc- makes sense is by scaling up because they did that stunt practically but they had to massively scale up that device yeah put a big piston under the trailer that would shoot out and flip the whole thing up. anyway um as i Okay. So, um, anything else behind the scenes? Nope, nothing else. Okay. So we'll we'll go into uh, there's a uh, VA hospital in Fort Evanston, Maryland, where we meet this fella, Lieutenant Colonel Victor Stans, who is about to make his third suicide attempt. Um or has made his third suicide attempt rather. And he's being talked to by one of the shrinks at the hospital. Who's like, and he's like, he, I, I just want to die. And he won't let me die. He won't let me die. The, the phantom soldier, he won't let me die. And the doctor is like, okay, well, yep. Okay. You know, Pat basically just pats him on the head and he gets up to go get him something to help him sleep and stands gets up, runs down the hall to the hydrotherapy tub. And this is the second time I've ever seen a hydrotherapy tub used for death. The first time, of course, is in Halloween 2. Yep. Yeah. Only this is much more horrific because he turns it up to like 200 and some odd degrees, lets it start boiling, and just dives right in. Well, first he's being taught. He like hears a voice because he like locks the door behind him. Oh yeah! And then the voice is like, "Don't do it's it! Not, you can't yeah, do it! It's, you're not done, Lieutenant Colonel." Yeah, and then like unlock like a phantom thing like opens the door, and that's what freaks him out. Pulls the fire jumping. alarm. Yeah, right? yeah. And all I could think in this scene was because it cuts from him jumping into the tub, which <sighs> I can't quite think of. A wor- I'm sure there might be, but I can't think of a worse way to die than jumping into a tub of boiling water. Well, I mean, I think worse would be being trapped underwater with no way out. Sure. Yeah, okay. Like, just drowning in general. True. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, being the point... buried that- alive. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is... I can't quite figure out how he stayed in that pool of boiling water so long that the firemen showed up. <laughs> true. And well, I mean, they're at a VA hospital already. That's true. Do you think they're on, like, a base and the base probably just has its own fire department? Like, I'm a, I'm a, the, the way they work, the way they, this episode feels is it looks like it's on, a, like, a, like, military base of some sort because yeah. it's literally just covered. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was, like, like its own private like 
fire station or something maybe but he still manages to basically the point is he manages to stay in that boiling tub of water long enough for two firemen to show up and pull him out and he lives which i don't get but the scald makeup the burn makeup of like his skin just sloughing off oh so good it's really good it's hard to look at when they pull him out of that tub for a show on it for a tv show in the 90s holy crap yeah holy oh my god it's if uh and like i'm just gonna jump ahead to it because we're we'll see him a couple more times but the Mm -hmm. course of his makeup throughout this it's probably some of the best makeup i've seen so far Mm -hmm. yeah like just of him his whole burns as his burns heal and it looks very real because um not that I've seen like a whole lot of uh, burn. burn victims. <laughs> well, I I've seen one specifically because uh, somebody I know works with a a charity organization um, <clears throat> that is like an anti-bullying campaign, and he, one of his his partners in the charity, he like started this charity, and like one of his partners is a guy who was a former soldier, who is horrifically burned he was injured in combat and he's horrifically burned so he is and you know he's a burn survivor but he's very much uh kind of like when we see the lieutenant colonel at the end of the episode that's kind of what burns not kind of it it really does look like that's what severe burns look like healed up in real life um so uh it is really good makeup job. <laughs> um, so, of course, uh, Mulder and Scully show up to start questioning Lieutenant Colonel Stans. And just the whole thing of Lieutenant Colonel Stans, like, I was, like, tensed up because in his healing process, when he's got, you know, the plastic mask on. Yeah. Just the idea of being that, oh, God, it just makes me just tense up the whole. It just seems so horrific to me to have to be like that. Um, Mulder and Scully, they they find out that his wife and children died in a house fire. And he's like, that's why that's why I want to die. Like, I have nothing left. I'm, I'm here in this hospital. Uh, my my family's dead. I have nothing left to live for. But this phantom soldier won't let me won't let me die. He, you know, he's he's doing all this to me. And Scully passes uh, Mulder a note about uh, you know shell shock, post traumatic stress disorder. And Mulder, we notice, is holding um, like like a film <clears throat> thing, like a, a dental like a film X-ray. plate for x-ray it's dental film and he's like rubbing it along the bed and scully kind of gives him a look because that's weird but we'll find out what that's about later and then uh captain janet draper comes in and she's like hey uh this is being put to a stop uh the the commanding officer says no (laughs) and i love scully's like all right, well, who, or she says, um, what's, what's the, uh, General Thomas Callahan. I, I have it. Yeah. Uh, she goes, uh, yeah, um, 
this whole thing, this was not, you know, permitted by General Callahan. He wants you to stop. And Scully's like, okay, well, uh, does General Callahan have a <laughs> superior officer? And she's like, no, he is the superior officer. And Scully's like, okay, Can but we like, go talk to him. Then fine, I want to go talk. <laughs> she just was like, kind of being a Karen. <laughs> a little bit, but I like it. It's hot on Scully. The hot Karen. I want to talk to the manager. Yeah, you can talk to the manager, all right. <laughs> so they go and see this uh, General Callahan, and Callahan is like, "Get out of here!" And you, we, you're not supposed to be. These are my men. I'm responsible for them. And Scully's like, "Yeah, well, you know, we just found out that there was some stuff that wasn't in his official record, like the fact, you know, that his wife and family died in a." house fire and that uh another guy that committed suicide here on the base his wife and family died in a house fire (laughs) and so like there's a pattern going on here that we need to know about and you know grumble 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 from general military blah blah this is my people no one would hurt my people blah blah Mm -hmm. blah blah yeah but then Mulder and scully leave and Callahan is like looking out his window and he sees a reflection of somebody standing in his door and he turns around and uh, nobody's there, obviously. And then his answering machine starts going crazy and it's just like a like a which automatically we already know what's happening. Well, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, it's obviously it's going to later on in the episode it's going to play backwards and it's gonna say a thing mm-hmm. obviously yep backward masking which was quite literally never a thing in music but everybody thought it was and then Did, um, they, no it's they tell me to go do things all the time <laughs> Judas Priest told me to go hail Satan every time yep <clears throat> But then um, uh, Captain Draper, she comes in and she's like, all right, I'm, I'm you know, going to leave for the night or whatever. And she goes to use, I guess, the hospital's swimming pool or the base's swimming pool or something like that. Well, it must be like a recreation place for when they're off duty. Yeah. And I got to admit... Um, there is some fun spook stuff in here. Like if we're talking about like kind of haunted house type stuff, like the whole scene with Callahan seeing the, the phantom soldier and going to look for it. And then his machine freaking out. And then when she's in the pool, which, uh, when she was going to use the pool, I was like, Oh wait, is this another Mulder's dong scene? <laughs> and we going to see her dong. I mean, what? No, no. no, no. <laughs> She's just, just this good-looking woman in a pool. But then when she's, like, on her back and she's kind of watching her shadow on the ceiling and then all of a sudden there's just another shadow there coming for her. <laughs> and but there's That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but, of course, there's nobody there that she can see. But she does freak out, obviously, and starts swimming to the edge of the pool but gets uh, – you know what it made me think of was Hollow Man a little bit, where the form leaps out of the water to grab her and pulls her under. Yeah. 
and she drowns. Uh, and then, of course, the next day, Mulder and Scully, they're, they're there, and there's fingerprints on her neck that obviously make it look like she was drowned. And Mulder's like, hey, like, just, you know, if you have a family, be on the lookout, okay? Like, this is not good, and if anything weird happens, let me know. And Callahan's like, what do you mean by weird? And Mulder's like, weird? Like, spooky, supernatural, weird shit, you know? And Callahan's like, well, there was this thing with my uh, tape, my my answering machine. Um, also, heh, I think I skipped over a part. Uh, did we talk about... No, we didn't, actually. No, because... <clears throat> uh, no, because it's right... It's this part, because I have something to say about this. Okay, is this the part where we go into the group therapy and we meet uh, Rose? Oh, no, we did miss that. Oh, okay, that must have happened earlier. Um, there's there's a group therapy yeah, session. Yeah, because it's just it's it's because it's after it's after they first talk with when when Mulder and Scully first talk with the lieutenant. Yes, like, because I just victim. realized that there's a scene with Roach coming up, but we haven't met Roach. Yeah, yet. Quentin Roach Freely. Uh, he is an orderly who works at the hospital, and we meet him going to a. He's. Uh, kind of standing in on a group therapy that's going on and one of the fellas there uh, gets really grumpy and starts yelling during the group therapy a quadruple amputee which I don't know how this must be one of those it doesn't say in my notes but this must be one of those uh, post effects they had to do to make him because I can't figure out how they would have done it practically to make him look yeah. like he had no arms and legs. Well, um, I, I know one way. It would involve a lot of masking, but but I couldn't really figure it out, like, watching it, how they were going about that's it. That's what I mean. Like, in the scenes when he was laying in the bed, there's a way to do that with, with a fake torso and his head coming through the bed and everything, but it didn't look like that was what was going on to me um <clears throat> anyhow yeah uh this this dude his name is uh leonard rappo trimble rappo is his nickname he is super bitter about not having arms and legs anymore and he is buddies with Roach, and we kind of get the impression that there's something going on with them because Roach is like, the FBI is here. They're asking questions. And Rappo's like, ah, don't worry about them. Just go get me, just go get me the, the letter or whatever it is he says. And that brings us to the scene when um, we go <laughs> to... I can't with this fucking shit. What, with uh, Callahan at Callahan's home, um, <laughs> his son is playing in the house with his toy soldiers or whatever, and General Thomas Callahan in this, all I could think was, this dude is an old dad, <laughs> 
because his son is very young and General Callahan does not look like a young man in this episode. But like, so like the whole scene is he's playing with it and the mailman brings up the mail and then Mm -hmm. next thing you know, the kid looks up. And there's somebody in the house. And there's someone in the house and just staring at him and I... I burst out laughing because the kid's just sitting there, not even being scared, showing any emotion, just going, Mommy, Mommy, someone's in the house. Mommy, just yelling oh. for Mom while the guy mm-hmm. runs. And it's just like, what are you doing, kid? Kid is not a good actor. Nope. No. Mom, 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 Mom. someone in the house. Yeah, Mom. <laughs> um, and so... They show uh, Callahan and uh, Mulder and Scully show up. Mulder and Scully show up, and they uh, have the house dusted for Prince. Uh, Scully actually sees uh, uh, Roach running through the backyard, but they don't catch him. And they find the obviously the fingerprints. And they go to arrest Roach, and he lives, I mean, his name fits him. They gave him the most disgusting apartment I've ever seen. <laughs> but then Fox does pulls another Foxum, where he just, where he, like, like walking around. Walking around in the, the kitchen. First, and just, wa- first drawer. Yeah. Oh, oh, 100%. Yeah. The very first drawer he opens has all the letters of everyone whose house burned down. With yeah, it's just like, aha! Aha! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so they start questioning Roach, and he's like, I, I, I was just the mailman. I don't know what you're talking... I, I was just Rappo's mailman. That's all I did. I never killed anybody. And meanwhile, back at... The Callahan home, the son, Trevor. What the fuck kind of sandbox yeah, is what this, the by the way? Where he can dig a trench in his sandbox that he can fully, yeah. like, get in. <laughs> it makes no sense. He's way under. Uh, there's a soldier there that's supposed to be guarding the home, but he goes for a smoke break and the kid gets buried in the sand and dies. Which, again, what the hell kind of sandbox did this kid have? That sandbox had to be like five feet deep down already. I mean, the kid was sitting in a grave in his sandbox playing with his toys. (laughs) That is an insufficient sandbox. (laughs) Yeah. It's like they put a pit in the yard... It's like they dug a grave in the yard. <laughs> and they filled it with sand. They're like, oh, we're not going to fill this with bodies anytime soon. Yeah. Put, like, little boards around it. <laughs> filled it with sand and was like, there's your sandbox, kid. Tommy's not going to know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And he dies that way. Uh, his hand sticking out of the sand. Uh, stuntman hand sticking out of the, the sand. Um, meanwhile, Mulder has, oh, back up a little bit. When they were at the house, uh, Callahan played an answering machine tape for them 
and Mulder found out that it was backward. And so he took the tape and then cut to uh, Mulder realizing it was backward masking and that it's saying something like, it's your time, killer. It's your time, killer. Yeah, but then when they when they go to talk to Roach and Roach finally... Mm-hmm. Um, Roach is like, you know, I was the mailman. I was Rappo's yeah. mailman. And then they find out, obviously, that Rappo is a quadruple amputee. And Scully's like, well, he's clearly lying. That guy can't be the murderer. <laughs> um... Then they go when they go like talk to him and he's like, "What were you doing murdering people?" And he's like, looking at Scully and it's like, "If I had my lens, I'd be doing different things instead of murdering." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and of course, Roach is like, "You can't lock me in this room." Like he knows this place. He's been here before. He'll be able to find me. He'll know I'm here and he'll kill me. And they're like, nobody's going to kill you. Like, he can't even get out of his bed. And, of course, Roach does get killed in his cell. He has his bed sheet shoved all the way down his throat. <laughs> and uh, one of them was like, well, someone was like, he did that himself? And like, no, you idiot. Right, yeah. I know. <laughs> that was Scully's. <laughs> Scully's like. Scully said it. Yeah, because after. After that happened, Mulder's they go, like, they well, like, he didn't do that himself. And she's like, no, and it's like, yeah. And then, but then they have the whole talk because they play the, that's when they play the tape. Mm-hmm. And Mulder and shows her Mul- the x-ray plates that he's been carrying around. Um, and that they, which all I still have... don't quite understand. Well, yeah. Okay. Here, cause he, x-ray plates, if they get exposed to radiation, they will just, so they're not showing anything except that everywhere he took them, there was radiation. And that's where he gets his idea of astral projection uh. because he's like, you see these plates like there was radiation in the in the lieutenant colonel's room. There was radiation at the pool. There was radiation at the, the murder scene where the boy was. And there's radiation here right now where um uh roach has been killed and astral projection is like a form of radiation he spews out his you know his molderisms of and scully does the scullyism of mm-hmm. just like that's not real that's never been proven right molders like you know he the letters prove that he knew where these people lived so that he could send his body, you know, he could send his astral self to the houses and kill people. Um, so yes. And that's when they go to see Rappo again. And Mulder's like, I know you killed those people. And to Rappo's credit, he's like, you know he holds it together pretty well he's like look at me like i have nothing the gulf war literally took which is why last week i said this is a lot about ptsd because he comes back from the war obviously with no arms and no legs and he thinks he has nothing left and Mulder even says you know you your records show you have refused rehab and you've you've refused prosthetics like you could have your life back and he's like i don't want that like <laughs> yeah yeah because like 
he's like for all the other because he's representing what all the other soldiers lost as well that were right. there exactly it's like we were we were lambs to the slaughter mm-hmm. for a war that didn't have to happen yep. he's like and arc and yeah, Mulder's so like okay but those other people didn't have to die like yeah you lost your arms and your legs and your friends died but you signed up you knew what the possibility was when you got into the military you didn't have to kill these people and he you know and Rappo of course is still like I didn't kill those people but boy it sure seems like they got what was coming to them for what they did to us you know yeah um and credit to the the fellow that played Rappo uh I have his name right here hang on just a minute uh, his name is Ian Tracy. Um, I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, he was fantastic in this. Especially uh, his physical acting when he had to go into like what his body did when he was projecting himself with like all his rapid eye movement and his weird lip twitching thing. Yeah. <laughs> he, so... Um, Anyway, uh, you know, uh, meanwhile, while, you know, while Mulder and Scully are back at the hospital, or they go to leave, rather, and Scully um, notices, nope, I got that wrong. Hold on. Callahan finds his wife's dead body. That's what happens first. Yeah. And then he goes back to the hospital. To talk with the lieutenant uh, colonel because yeah. callahan goes to talk to the lieutenant colonel he's like okay i saw the phantom soldier i believe you what is this like yeah uh, doesn't he even is that the point where he like goes to pretend that, like he's or he's like holds the gun to his head and pulls the trigger a bunch of times yeah. and it's empty because uh, the lieutenant colonel's now lost his son and or the general rather has lost his son and his wife and lieutenant colonel is like i know who did this like i know who it is it's this dude it, it's rappo so callahan goes to see rappo and he brings a gun and rappo's like yeah i did it i killed everyone i killed all those people i killed your wife and son shoot me shoot me shoot me shoot me he you know just begging yeah. for the general to kill him like bring it on killer bring it on bring it on killer killer keeps calling him killer and the general is like bang 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 didn't act but doesn't shoot him shoots the wall and he's like you deserve to suffer you know basically general's like you just deserve to suffer and the general walks out and Mulder and Scully run up and the general turns over his gun he's like he he asked me to kill him I didn't do it he's in there I'm leaving and that's when Scully goes in and Rappo's in his like trance you know and um The general goes and he gets in the elevator and Mulder sees that Rappo is astral projecting and Mulder's, you know, tries to run after the general, but the general's already gotten in the elevator and he goes all the way down to the sub basement, not on purpose. He gets taken there. Um, well, yeah, right. The elevator just goes there on its own. So Mulder has to run down the stairs after him and 
in the basement. There's a, a big fight going on. Uh, Rappo's apparition attacks Callahan with steam and pipes and throws them all around. And Scully still thinks Rappo's having a seizure and like runs out to get some, some medication or something to try to stop his seizure. But when she goes out, uh, Stans, Lieutenant Colonel Stans, goes in, shuts the door, locks it, and smothers Rappo to death with a pillow. Which, not a very efficient way to kill somebody. <laughs> It's it's not really, especially for especially the, his for a condition. Dude in, yeah, I was gonna say, especially for a dude in that guy's condition. Yeah, I feel like that would be just, it'd be so extraneous and just be like, like he'd, he'd be weak, he'd be yeah, he'd be out of. He barely made it by up those time. stairs. Like, there's a whole scene yeah. of him trying to walk up the stairs. And you can plus put your face in a pillow sometime, like. You can still breathe pretty well. Oh, I scream all the time. Every single night, screaming to a pillow. Yeah. I mean, so. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Mulder and Scully, they're okay. Uh, General Callahan, he's okay. Um, and since there's no physical evidence left over, uh, the murder of Callahan's wife and son remains unsolved and mysterious uh stands he gets released he becomes mostly okay again uh he becomes the yeah, he like filled out like a report yeah he becomes the mailman um you know an actual man an actual man well the base mailman he drops yeah. off the mail in the offices and, you know, he walks into the lieutenant or he walks into the general's office, gives him his mail and they kind of like nod at each other. And Mulder's narration states, uh, he's like, you know, Rappo's family, they tried to have him buried at Arlington National Cemetery. But the army was like, nope. And he instead got cremated and buried in a civilian cemetery, which. Wow. And that's the yeah. end. Kind of ends on just Mulder's narration and the scene of Lieutenant Colonel Stans walking down a hallway. Yeah. Overall, like I understand that they that this kind of focus this did have a focus on PTSD, mm -hmm. shell shock a little bit, but also still had a good dosage of the paranormal. Mm -hmm. um, some of the after effects were kind of lame. Sure. Mainly the weird invisible man thing coming out of the water in the sand. Uh, but. The practical effects were still pretty good. Story was pretty solid. I'd give this like a B plus. Yeah, same actually. Um, I like this one. Um, it's not like the the best episode in the world, but it is above average. So I do think B plus is pretty good. Uh, like you said, I mean, sure, some of the after effects are sketchy, but. They were in a hurry, and it was the 90s, so I give those a little bit of a pass. Oh, the damn 90s. Yeah, I give those a little bit of a pass. The uh, practical effects were really good. Like I said, the the dude, I still am not 100% sure how they made that actor look like a quadruple amputee. It's It just looks believable that he is like that in real life yeah and the 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 guy we talked about it before the guy with the burns it's it's really good really good um and the story is pretty good i i think it does have a little bit 
of so, i mean it's nothing like major or groundbreaking but it does have something to say about you know the the hell of war and how it leaves people in the aftermath so yeah b plus yeah. i agree <clears throat> all right well that's the end of the walk Ooh, i forgot to look up what episode we are going to be talking about next week give me just a it is the episode where uh, Mulder and Scully accidentally get shrunk down <laughs> and have to run through a yard. Honey, I shrunk the agents. The agents? Yeah. Let's see. Honey, I shrunk the FBI. Next one's Obelit. Obelit. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Obelit. Obelit. Oubliette. Oubliette, okay. yeah. Oubliette. Let me see if I can have a peek at what Oubliette. Uh... Something about a special connection with a young girl. Oh, um, this one is, oh yeah, this one's kind of heartbreaking actually. Um, awesome. That's an interesting thing to point out, but yeah, this one is, uh, yeah, this one, that's a, that's a good that's what i'll say there's a little bit of psychic connection and it is the end is kind of a, a heartbreaker so all right that's, we'll, that's where i'll leave it with with oubliette and good something to play with my emotions a little bit well uh but you know it's it's i wouldn't say it's necessarily any more of a heartbreaker than like uh when at the beginning of the season it, uh, when Melissa Scully died and we kind of, yeah. or it, it's, it's one of those kinds of things. It's, it's not like anything super, I don't know. You'll see. We'll talk about it next time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. That's it for this week. Bye everybody. Later. <clears throat>